Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Inspired by the Word Times of Devotion. Right now, we're going to be praying. We're going to be praying specifically for the souls of the missionaries who are being sent out into the world. Just before I read the scripture to us, we're going to be praying specifically for those people with the young and or whatever category those people fall into. We're going to be praying for those missionaries who are being sent out into the world, you know. Um, somebody might wonder, why, why are we praying? Why are we praying for these people, you know? But remember when Pastor did tell us about the different crises that were going to come up after the COVID-19 pandemic did not go through, that there were going to be crises all over, you know, in different countries and different um nations of the world that was going to attempt to claim more lives and that was when we saw the black lives matter we saw the NSAS, and in different parts of um, some african countries they were fighting against the war the rape the rape situation and you know many other things how that some people it was easier for people to um, a lady to get raped than get a job you know all those flimsy things that already existed but the devil used it as an opportunity you know, to bring up certain level of, of um, chaos in the country, you know. And when pastor said it, a lot of people felt like, ah, what is he talking about? And we're going to be praying right now for these missionaries that salvation is coming to them. According to the scripture, First Timothy 2 from verse 1, it says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks, all manner of prayers being made for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness. These missionaries are being sent out to ensure that there is chaos and pandemonium and wars, you know, in different parts of the world. But no, we will pray that we lead a quiet and peaceable life. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God. What God wants for us is a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. He says, we will have all men to be saved and to the come and to come unto the knowledge of the of the truth. Praise the Lord. We are going to be praying that these men they come to the knowledge of the truth. Salvation, they have encounters with angels. Hallelujah. They have encounters as they come, as they are coming into the country, wherever they are at this moment, they begin to fall. They are, they are at par with the people that are paying them, you know, to come and cause uh, uh, um, trouble, to, to, to stir up riots and fight and kill people. They are at par with their contractors. They are at par with their contractors. Their heart is no longer, you know, indicting this wickedness. Let's go ahead and pray. Can you unmute your mind? Speak in other tongues. Salvation has come to this one. They are having sudden encounters all over the world. Sotaba, 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 Sota
Thank <laughs> you. 
Oh, hallelujah. As we are muted, I like us to sing this song calling the name of your country. All over the world, the spirit is moving. All over Nigeria, the spirit is moving. All over the world, there's a mighty revelation of the glory of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In Nigeria, the spirit is moving. In Nigeria, as the forest is moving. In Nigeria, there's a mighty of the glory of the Lord. As the waters covers the sea, call your country, the country where you reside right now. Let us sing it again. In Nigeria, the spirit is moving. In Nigeria, as the prophet said it should be. In Nigeria, there's a mighty revelation of the glory of as the waters covers the sea. Oh, Barakasata Kabarabashataya. Yes, we are the prophets and we have decreed and declared. Likasunda Labashata Kabaya. That salvation, oh God, all over, all over the nations of the world, all over salvation is taking place in those camps right now. Oh, Bashakatayala Mandi. As they Kusanamata Kabaya. Salvation, salvation, salvation. 
nation. Katayala mande perebosu tukobaya. There have been no threat left, right, and center by the Spirit of God. In the name of the Lord Jesus, their hearts began to change, oh God, to different matters, Katabaya, as pertaining to the truth. As many of them that never believed in God, the unction of the Spirit of God is upon them. As long as the air can reach that place, we know that the Spirit of God is available there. And yes, hallelujah. It's been activated to minister. Ministry spirits all over. Ministry spirits all over. And we see a huge harvest of souls. We see a huge harvest of souls. God, the power of the Holy Ghost. We see a huge harvest of souls. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Oh, thank you, precious Father. Thank you, dear Lord Jesus. We worship and adore your holy name, oh God. We bless you for you. You are God are the only one that can do this. You are God are the only one that can do this. And we thank you. Yes, because changes, changes, changes all around. Changes all around. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God forevermore. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning. Good afternoon, good evening, good night to everyone, depending on what country you are being connected from at this time. And you are welcome to the Inspired by the Word Global Times of Devotion. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for the opportunity to lead these prayers every morning. I'm so grateful. Over to you now, Ma, for the daily devotional Rhapsody of Realities. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes, indeed, the spirit of salvation is flooding those camps. Everywhere, all around the world, where those machineries have been planted in every city, in every town, anywhere that air can get into we have sent the spirit. We have sent the angels. Like a flood, salvation hits the camp. All the camps, all the camps all the camps. Lord, your will is done on earth. Your will is done on earth. We enforce it. We insist that your will is done on earth. The will of the enemy will not continue to prevail. The will of Satan would have no more way. It will go no further. We destroy this movement of global vaccination like a flood. The spirit of the Lord raises up a standard against it all around the world. As it came, so will it disappear. Lord, you said if any two or more of us, we agree concerning anything on earth, it will be done by Father in heaven. We say no to global vaccination. No, Lord, no. Lord, we say no. We say no. We say no. We stop it now. Now in our cities. Now in our towns. Now in our countries. Now in our continents. And we ask, oh God, that even now, Lord, there's been many cases of deaths of adverse effect because of the vaccine. We declare that you are raising the people who will judge those involved. You are raising. Law houses around the world to stand their ground and to bring these evil men to books. No longer would they be quiet. No longer would they be silent. Bali kapala kosakataya and Lord, 
the people that you would raise, no weapon shall be fashioned against them. Because we know attempts will be made on their lives, but we disperse angels in their legions to protect, to keep and to guide them and to embolden them more than ever before to stand their ground and to bring to books all these workers of iniquity. Thank you, Father, because it is done. It is done because we have said so, because we have prayed so, because we have agreed so, and we will see the news and we will celebrate. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. This 15 minutes that we pray at the beginning of this devotion is not, is not a religion. It's not a tradition. We're not doing it as part of um, um, the, um, the event, the program of events for the one hour. No, we are changing things. We are changing things. We refuse to sit back and allow things go wrong in our nations. We refuse, we refuse. We refuse the devil a foothold. We refuse him to prosper in his activities in our nation. No, we refuse. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. We give you praise. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much, Pastor Deborah. Thank you for every day. The prayers are so powerful. The angels are consistently dispersed. And indeed, we are seeing the testimonies of these times of prayers. Brothers and sisters, as you see them, please share them on the group. All these things that we pray about. When you hear that somebody came to Christ, when you hear that a terrorist came to Christ, when you hear that a president of a nation is standing against something that we have prayed that presidents of nations should stand against, Please share the news on the group. Let us celebrate our victories because these prayers are being answered. Today is Friday, 12th March, 2021. And the title of today's devotional article is The Stakes Are High. The stakes are high. The stakes are high. Romans 12 and verse 11 is the opening scripture. And I read, not slothful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. Clearly we see from the scriptures that we are in the final days before the rapture of the church. This isn't the time to loaf around. There's a lot the Lord wants to do through you with a short time left. Our theme verse says, not thoughtful in business, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord. You've got walk. You've got to walk with the mentality that his appearing could be any minute and become very passionate in your spirit for the gospel, ensuring it spread an impact around the world. As the scriptures tell us, the Antichrist is only going to be three, is only going to be given three and a half years for the great tribulation. It's going to be a period of intense trouble, worse than the world has ever experienced and will ever experience, Matthew 24 and verse 21. And it will be wild, worldwide in scope. Jesus said, and except those days be shortened, there should no flesh be saved, Matthew 24 and verse 22. Imagine the kind of evil and destruction that will be perpetrated, perpetrated by the Antichrist for only three and a half years that warrants a divine shortening. That also tells us something. We can do a lot of good within a short time. We can shake up this world. It begins with you giving more attention to prayer. It begins with you giving more attention to prayer, especially praying for the impact of the gospel around the world in these last days. This is very important. The stakes are very high. It's not just about you. It's about the future of our world. Before the rapture, we've got to dominate this world like never before. Jesus isn't planning to snatch us out of this world as though we've been victims. Remember that he overcame the world. He's coming for a victorious church, a triumphant church. Glory to God. 
you know, um, a lot is happening in the world today. And then, you know, you see some things and you say, even so, come Lord Jesus. And if we don't do anything about it, we'll leave this world as though we are running away from the troubles in the world. But that's not the church that God wants to come for. He wants to come for a church that has subdued and humbled this world. Where are all these perpetrators of the COVID-19 and the COVID-21, all these deep state and deep church guys would know that there is a God in heaven. The way Daniel humbled the King Darius and King Cyrus, that they had to declare that there was no other God on earth and in heaven except Daniel's God. The way Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego made a statement with their own Christianity at that time. Let me say their faith because Christianity was bettered after Christ. The way Abraham made a statement about who he was when his wife had been taken, he didn't say anything. He didn't do anything. But I'm sure he was praying daily in his closet. The Bible says that God shut up all the womb of all the women. And God had to appear to the king to warn him. And he said, I didn't kill you because you did not know what you did. That's the only reason I spared your life. So if you love your life, you better return the man's wife. No, we know who we are. We are not victims in this world. We did not believe corny fables. We didn't believe a lie, brothers and sisters. The gospel that you believe works. The Jesus that you carry on the inside, the Holy Spirit. It's not a spirit of fear. It's not a spirit of timidity. Did you hear that John who wrote the revelation that he was put in a boiling oil and the guy didn't fry? Why are you afraid for your life? Why are you afraid of what people think about you? Why are you afraid? Are you aware? See, even if you're in a place where it seems like, oh, they are doing things to people. Do you know that it is what you allow? It is what you allow. We have, we, 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 some of us grew up, um, you know, as kids, we remember there, there were these movies where um, um, they would shoot somebody, the gun, the bullets will not enter. They were not Christians, so they went to they went to meet one herbalist to give them something. In the Igbo part of Nigeria, they call it Odieshi. That means it doesn't enter. And you need to understand that the devil, everything about the kingdom of the devil was started as an imitation of what exists in the kingdom of God, and then it was corrupted. So why are you afraid of a bullet? See, you can meditate on this eternal life that <laughs> even if a bullet is shot at you to no enter, you, you, you've heard testimonies. So we're in a time when we must be bold about this gospel. We must be bold about what we believe in. Don't cower, don't be, don't, 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 don't act like you, 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 you believed a, 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 a recitation. There's power in the name of Jesus. There's power in this gospel. There's power. And that is why you must work it so that you must, you know, see. The question is, what is in your report card as a Christian? You know, we go to school and then at the end of every session, reports, the report comes out, our results comes out. I remember that as children, we bring our report cards home to show our parents. And it's to show our performance in the last one year or for the last term or for the last semester as the case may be. What's in your report card as a Christian? What have you done? You know, when people submit their CVs for a job, some CVs are so impressive. I don't know what is in your CV, but that CV won't count when you appear before God. What is, your, what is in your Christian CV? If I were to say, everybody compile your Christianity CV and submit it, what would be inside? Would we find that? 
raising of the dead, 10. Casting out devils, 100. Leading souls to Christ, 150,000. Church planting, 20. Cell pioneering, 55. What is in your CV? I leave you with that question today so that you can know that when you stand before God, you would have something to present to him. And remember that we're not victims in this world. Jesus is coming for an overcoming triumphant church, victorious church, and that's you and I. Remember the church is not a wall, it is you and I. If there was no you and I, the building that we go to as church would mean nothing. We make it church because we show up there to worship our God. I'll hand over to Sister RJ, Sister Joy, to take us through the further study and the Rhapsody Confession. Thank you so much, everybody. Thank you so much, Ma. Thank you so much, Ma, for always leaving us with words to ponder on and walk upon. Thank you, Ma, for this opportunity. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected from. I'll be taking the further study, reading from Romans 12, 11. Never lag in zeal and in earnest endeavor. Be aglow and burning with the spirit, serving the Lord. Daniel 12, 3. And they that be wise shall shine as the brightness of the firmament, and they that turn many to righteousness as the stars forever and ever. And finally, 2 Timothy 3, 1. These know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. Hallelujah. Right now, we're going to be taking the confession together. Please don't unmute your mm -hmm. mic. Just repeat after me wherever you are. The gospel of Christ burns in my heart. Like fire shut up in my bones. Thank you, dear father. For the honor of being a custodian of this life-changing message, the message of power by which you save, heal, protect, deliver, preserve, and prosper, have been endowed with the ability and grace to lead many to Christ, unveiling to them the mysteries of the kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much, esteemed Sister Maka, for this beautiful opportunity. Um, right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Z as he takes us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much, everyone, for your time. Over to you, Brother Z. Thank you so much, Sister Joy. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everybody. Depending on where you're connecting from. Thank you so much, Sister Maka, for such wonderful this wonderful platform. Good morning, everyone. I'll be sharing my screen right now. Thank you for being consistent, being a part of this daily devotion and this daily Bible reading. We're reading the book of Mark today. So Mark chapter 15. It's getting more interesting every day as we watch, we read through the New Testament. The caption is standing before Pilate. Adon, Adon's first, first night, the high priest with the religious leaders and scholars arranged a conference. Hi, Brother Duze. There's a lot of noise coming from your end. Okay. Praise God. Standing before Pilate. At dawn's first light, the high priests with the religious leaders and scholars arranged a conference with the entire Jewish council. After tying Jesus securely, they took him out and presented him to Pilate. Pilate asked him, are you the king of the Jews? He answered, 
if you say so. The high priest let loose a barrage of accusations. Pilate asked again, aren't you going to answer anything? That's quite a list of accusations. Still, he said nothing. Pilate was impressed, really impressed. It was a custom at the feast to release a prisoner, anyone the people asked for. There was one prisoner called Barabbas, locked up with the insurrectionists who had committed murder during the uprising against Rome. As the crowd came up and began to present its petition for him to release a prisoner, Pilate anticipated, anticipated them. Do you want me to release the king of the Jews to you? Pilate knew by this time that it was through sheer spite that the high priest had turned Jesus over to him. But the high priest by then had walked up the crowd to ask for the release of Barabbas. Pirate came back. So what do I do with this man you call king of the Jews? They yelled, nail him to the cross. Pirate objected, but for what crime? But he yelled all the louder, nail him to a cross. Pilate gave the crowd what it wanted, set Barabbas free and turned Jesus over for weeping and crucifixion. The soldiers took Jesus into the palace called Paratorium and called together the entire brigade. They dressed him up in purple and put a crown plated from a thorn bush on his head. Then they began their mockery. Bravo, king of the Jews. They banged on his head with a club, spit on him, knelt down in mock worship. After they had had their fun, they took off the purple cape and put his own clothes back on him. Then they marched out to nail him to the cross. May the Lord bless this reading in Jesus' name. Thank you so much, everyone. And right now, I'll hand over to Brother John, who will take us through the Old Testament reading. Praise God. Brother Z, please make Brother John a co-host. Okay. Thank you very much. Good morning. <clears throat> good afternoon. Good evening. Thank you so much for joining in again. Now we are going to Numbers 32. And um, the caption is Tribes East of the Jordan. Tribes East of the Jordan. Numbers 32. Okay, it's on the screen now, so I'll read. The families of Reuben and Gad had huge herds of livestock. They saw that the country of Jazar and Gilead was just the place for grazing livestock. And so they came. The families of Gad and of Reuben and spoke to Moses and Eleazar the priests and the leaders of the congregation, saying, at Taroth, Dibon, Jaza, Nemra, Heshbon, Eliale, Sebam, Nebo, and Bion, the country that God laid low before the community of Israel, is a country just right for livestock. Now we have livestock. They continued, if you think we've done a good job so far, give us this country for our inheritance. Don't make us go across the Jordan. Moses answered the families of Gad and Reuben. Do you mean that you are going to leave the fighting that is ahead to your brothers while you settle down here? Why would you even think of letting the people of Israel down, demoralizing them just as they are about to move into the land God gave them? That is exactly what your ancestors did 
when I sent them from Kadesh, Ghania, to survey the country, they went as far as the valley of Eshkol, took one look and quit. They completely demoralized the people of Israel from entering the land God had given them. And God got angry. Oh, did he get angry? He swore they would never get to see it. None of those who came up out of Egypt, who are 20 years and older, will ever get to see the land that I promised to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They weren't interested in following me. Their hearts weren't in it. None except for Caleb, son of Jeff, Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, and Joshua, son of Nun. They followed me. Their hearts were in it. God's anger smoked against Israel. He made them wander in the wilderness for 40 years until that entire generation had acted out evil in his sight and died out. And now here you are, just one more mob of sinners stepping up to replace your ancestors, throwing fear on the already blazing anger of God against Israel. If you won't follow him, he will do it again. He will dump them in the desert and the disaster will be on will be all your faults, all your faults. Verse 16, they came close to him and said, all we want to do is to build corals for our livestock and towns for our families. Then we will take up arms and take the front lines, leading the people of Israel to their place. We'll be able to leave our families behind, secure in fortified towns, safe from those who live in the land. But we won't go back home until every Israelite is in full possession of his inheritance. We won't accept any inheritance west. We won't expect any inheritance west of the Jordan. We are claiming all our inheritance east of the Jordan. Moses said, if you do what you say, take up arms before God for battle and together go across the Jordan, ready before God to fight until God has cleaned his enemies out of the land. Then when the land is secure, you will have fulfilled your duty to God and Israel then this land will be yours to keep before God. But if you don't do what you say, you'll be sinning against God. You can be sure that your sin will track you down. So go ahead, beat towns for your families and chorus for your livestock. Do what you said you would do. The families of God and Reuben told Moses, we will do as our master commands. Our children and wives, our flocks and herds will stay behind here in the towns of Gilead. But we Every one of us fully armed will cross the river to fight for God, just as our master, as our master has said. Verse 28. So Moses issued orders for them to Eleazar, Eleazar the priest, Joshua the son of Nun, and the heads of the ancestral tribes of the people of Israel. Moses said, If the families of Gad and Reuben cross the Jordan River with you and before God, all armed and ready to fight, then after the land is secure, you may give them the land of Gilead as their inheritance. But if they don't cross over with you, they will have to settle up with you in Canaan. The families of God and Reuben responded, we will do what God has said. We will cross the Jordan before God, ready and willing to fight. But the land we inherit will be here to the east of the Jordan. Moses gave the families of God, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh, son of Joseph, the kingdom of Sihon, king of the Amorites and kingdom of the Og, king of Bashan, the land, its towns, and all the territories connected with them, the works. The Gadites rebuked Dibon, Atarot, Ararah, Atroth, Atroth Shofan, Jazar, Jogweha, Beth Nimra, and Beth Haran as fortified cities. They also built corals for their animals. The Reubenites built Heshbon, Eliale, and Kiriathem, also Nebel, and Baal, and Sibma. They renamed the cities that they built. The family of Maka, son of Manasseh, went to Gilead, captured it, and drove out the Amorites who lived there. Moses then gave Gilead to the Makarites, the descendants of Manasseh. They moved in and settled there. Jer, another son of Manasseh, captured some villages and named them Havot Jer. Jair's tent camps. Noba captured Kenneth and its surrounding camps. He renamed it after himself, Noba. Okay, and I'll hand over to you, Esteem Demarat, to take us through Numbers 33. Thank you very much.
Thank you so much, Brother John. Thank you so much, Brother Jose. I will now take um, Numbers 33, campsites from Ramesses to Jordan Jericho. These are the camping sites in the journey of the people of Israel after they left Egypt, deployed militarily under the command of Moses and Aaron. Under God's instruction, Moses kept a log of every time they moved camp by camp. They marched out of Ramesses the day after the Passover. It was the 15th day of the first month. They marched out heads high and confident. The Egyptians, busy burying their firstborn whom God had killed, watched them go. God had exposed the nonsense of their gods. May the Lord expose the nonsense of the gods of this world, even in our time. Amen. The people of Israel left Ramesses and camped at Sukkoth, left Sukkoth and camped at Etham, at the edge of the wilderness, left Etham, circled back to Pi-Hahiroth, east of Baal-Zephon, and camped near Migdol, left Pi-Hahiroth, and crossed through the sea into the wilderness. Three days into the wilderness of Etham, they camped at Mara, left Mara and came to Elim, where there were 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They camped there, left Elim and camped by the Red Sea, left the Red Sea and camped in the wilderness of Sin, left the wilderness of Sin and camped at Dovka, left Dovka and camped at Alush, left Alush and camped at Rephidim, where there was no water for the people to drink, left Rephidim and camped in the wilderness of Sinai, left the wilderness of Sinai and camped at Kibroth Hatava, left Kibroth Hatava and camped at Hazeroth, left Hazeroth and camped at Rithma, left Rithma and camped at Rimon Perez, left Rimon Perez and camped at Libna, left Libna and camped at Risa, left Risa and camped at Kehela, Kehelata, left Kehelatha and camped at Mount Shefa, left Mount Shefa and camped at Harada, left Harada and camped at Makheloth, left Makheloth and camped at Tahath, left Tahath and camped at Terra, left Terra and camped at Mithka, left Mithka and camped at Hashmona, left Hashmona and camped at Moseroth, left Moseroth and camped at Benedjakan, left Benedjakan and camped at Hor Hagid, Hagidga, left Hor Hagidgad and camped at Jotbathan, Jotbatha, left Jotbatha and camped at Habrona, Abrona, left Abrona and camped at Ezion Geba, left Ezion Geba and camped at Kedesh in the wilderness of Zin. After they left Kedesh and camped at Mount Hor at the border of Edom, Aaron the priest climbed Mount Hor at God's command and died there. It was the first day of the fifth month in the 40th year after the people of Israel had left Egypt. Aaron was 123 years old when he died on Mount Hor. The Canaanite king of Arad, he ruled in the Negev of Canaan, heard that the people of Israel had arrived. They left Mount Hor and camped at Zalmona. Left Zalmona and camped at Punon. Left Punon and camped at Oboth. Left Oboth and camped at Iye Abarim on the border of Moab. Left Iyim and camped at Gibbon Gad. Left Dibon Gad and camped at Almon Diblatim. Left Almon Diblatim and camped in the mountains of Abarim across the river within sight of Nebo. After they left the mountains of Abarim and camped on the plains of Moab at Jordan Jericho, on the plains of Moab, their camp stretched along the banks of the Jordan from Beth Jeshimoth to Abel Shittim, Acacia Meadow. Verse 50, God spoke to 
Moses on the plains of Moab at Jordan Jericho. Tell the people of Israel, when you cross the Jordan into the country of Canaan, drive out the native population before you, destroy their carved idols, destroy their cast images, level their worship modes so that you take over the land and make yourself at home in it. I've given it to you, it's yours. Divide up the land by lot according to the size of your clans. Large clans will get large tracts of land. Small clans will get smaller tracts of land. However, the lot falls, that's it. Divide it up according to your ancestral tribes. But if you don't drive out the native population, everyone you let stay there will become a cinder in your eyes and a splinter in your foot. They'll give you endless trouble right in your own backyards and I'll start treating you the way I planned to treat them. Praise God. Thank you, Lord, for your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Every day as we journey through the word, I believe that you can see who God is. You can see how God thinks. And you can see how he wants us to live. Everything is documented in the Bible, not just for record purposes, but for us to see through the written pages of the Bible, all of the characteristics of the personality of God and his expectations and desire for men. The children of Israel coming into this new land and he told them, he said, don't spare anyone. Don't mix up with anyone. He said, if you mix up with them, they will become a thorn in your flesh. They are going to cause you to be distracted. You know, sometimes in our journey as Christians, the spirit of God can tell you to totally cut off somebody. He can tell you to totally stay away from somebody. And then, you know, you, you hear people who say that, um, boy, we should walk in love. We are supposed to love everybody. No, staying away from somebody or cutting away from a relationship doesn't mean you are not walking in love. If God is saying, do not be unequally yoked with an unbeliever, it is the same God that told us to reach out to the unbeliever, right? So we are preaching the gospel. We are reaching to, out to the unbeliever to ensure that they are saved. But the same God said, do not be unequally yoked. That means don't have a friendship. You visit me, I visit you. You are doing party, I'm coming. I'm doing party, you are coming. We're hanging out together. We're doing things together. Evil communication, the Bible says, corrupts good manners. When you interact with evil, imagine a jar of water filled to the brim. Just bring a drop of dirty water, drop it into that jar of water. The drop that you brought of dirty water is so tiny compared to that massive jar of clean water. But that little drop of dirty water automatically contaminates the whole jar. That is how contaminating evil can be. When he says flee from every appearance of evil, God knows what he's talking about. And we don't know more than God. So if God is telling you, stay away from that person, Sometimes it can even be another believer. Maybe because of the way the believer lives, one given to anger, one given to gossip. There are people who know every bad thing that is happening. They know every bad thing that is happening in church. They are the ones that will tell you that that sister, she did this. That brother did this. That pastor, hey, he's just pretending. He's not a true man of God brother and sister, run for your life. You know, so um, the stakes are very high. This is not the time for gossiping and backbiting and talking about leaders and men of God. <laughs> there are souls to be won. There's work to be done. There's prayer to pray. When next somebody comes to gossip with you, tell the person, let's pray for souls all around the world. Let's pray for ministers of the gospel that they will be bold and they'll preach the gospel. And let's pray for ourselves that will be relevant in these times. If you do it once, you do it twice, the person will never come back to you for a gossip. Don't have enough dignity not to spread a gossip. 
If a matter comes to you, let it end with you. I heard that. That's how I heard yesterday that. That's how, no, you have too much class for gossip. You are royalty. Royalties don't gossip. They do kingdom work. They rule. They focus on ruling. They don't gossip. They are looking, of, looking for how life will be better for those that they rule over. And God has made us kings in this world. Let us rule. Let us make our world better. And the first place that we're starting from is in the place of prayer. We're praying every day, praying for a better world, praying that evil will not go any further in our world, that men will be rescued from deception and from the evil that have been perpetrated in our world. So we are doers of the word. And I don't know if any of you noticed the chapter I just read. God told Moses to document all their journey every time they moved and every time they stopped. Question is why? We have seen since we started reading the Bible how that God is a detailed God and God keeps records. Don't be the one that just does things anyhow. Give reports, you cannot give reports. Keep records. Give an accurate report of a journey, of an assignment if you have been sent because you were made in the image of God. And the Bible says, for us to be holy as God is holy. These are all the expressions of his holiness. And we are like that. Thank you so much for a beautiful Bible reading time. Thank you, Brother Dozi. Thank you, Brother John. I'll hand over to Brother Martins now for the Pauline affirmation. God bless you, everyone. Brother Martins, are you there? Okay, Brother Jose, we have this stuff on the Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much, Esteen, Sister Maka, for this great opportunity. Okay, good morning, everybody. Good afternoon, good evening, depending on where you're connected. So we're taking our formation, our polar formation this morning. And um, affirmation, we start by taking our names. My name is, you say your name, and the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The second paragraph, I, you say your name, and granted according to the duties of the glory. The fourth paragraph, my your name, one more, hallelujah. I can you ask everyone to unmute right now as we <laughs> My name is Grace. of wisdom and revelation in the Knowledge 
Amen. Praise God. At this moment, we'll break bread. Get your communion materials ready. And I'm reading from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Verse 23, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take it, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do is remembrance of me. Heavenly Father, thank you. For when Christ died, he died that we may have the life of the Father, that we may become one with you, God. And that's what we became. As we break this bread this morning, this afternoon, this evening, this night, we're from our oneness with you. We're from that we share the same nature with you, the same mindset, the same thought pattern, the same characteristics, the same con cogitation and meditations even today we declare that there is a metamorphosis we are becoming more and more as the picture of who we are who you made us by virtue of who you are thank you father because if there's anything that is not of you the scales are falling off they are taking off and daily we are becoming more and more like you and even as we break this bread we remember that that was the life that you gave to us when Christ died, when he was buried, when he resurrected, when he ascended, and when you glorified him to sit on your throne and found it worthy that all of the Godhead should dwell in him bodily. And that Christ now lives in me, now lives in everyone in this place. Father, we give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. And the people of God will say amen. Please break the bread and eat it. And in verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup and when he had sought, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as office, you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you just shoot the Lord's death till he come. Heavenly Father, we thank you. Thank you, O God, for this cup and for the blood of Jesus. It was not an ordinary blood. It was not an ordinary sacrifice. It was a sacrifice that silenced the enemy forever. Therefore, as we take the cup today, we do declare that the silence of the enemy remains so, that the voice of the enemy that seems like it is loud in our world today is silence because they were silenced by your threat, by your burial, by your resurrection. Yes, Lord, we remember that you went to hell and made an open show, an open spectacle of all the devil and all his demons in hell. We stand by the victory that you gave us as the church and we declare that our enemies remain subdued all around the world. They have no voice. They have no say, and they will go no further in their evil works. Thank you, Father. Everyone in this place is protected from wicked and unreasonable men. They are shielded from harm and safe in your arms. As we go out, we go in the name of the Lord Jesus. Everything we do, we do in the name of the Lord Jesus. And yes, we return with our sheaves of souls. We return bearing great news. We return with victory reports. Today, as always, it's a great day. It's a day of prosperity. It's a day of excess, of surplus, of more than enough. Money's come, yes, yes, in abundance for the work of the gospel. Yes, we're given the millions. We're given the billions. We're given the trillions. We're given the zillions. Yes, uncountable and incalculable wealth. This is our lot. 
and this is our testimony and our life story. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Please take the call. Thank you so much, everybody, for being amazing and for being inspiring, for showing up every day to pray with us. Thank you, esteemed co-host. You are all so amazing. Thank you for the blessing that you are. We'll meet again tomorrow. Before then, enjoy the rest of your day and ensure to win for the Lord Jesus. Let's share the benediction. And then let me just remind you guys that the healing streams with Pastor Chris begins today. If you are sick or you know anyone that is sick, um, the details are being shared on our Telegram group. Please invite somebody, invite somebody. They will certainly be healed. And if you have any matter you want to deal with, healing also doesn't, have to, doesn't mean healing for your body. It can be healing for any part of your life. It can be healing for your finances. It can be healing for your family. Maybe things have not been right in your business. Healing for your business. So whatever it is, join the healing stream. Let's share the benediction, the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. And Bye. 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 Bye.